is Kevin Pruitt with my guest today on Rising Tide Startups. It's Vlad Mukertumian. I hope I got that right, Vlad. Nailed it. All right, <laughs> two for two. So, yeah. Tell us a little bit about Vlad and little little background. Sure. So, um, I was born in Armenia. Lived, uh, you know, five years in Russia, which is how with Vlad, you know, that's how I learned Russian. Is why I tell people I got to know go. that language. <laughs> Then uh, basically, uh, you know, came to America at about the age of 26. Or no, sorry, the age of uh, six. And then for the last, uh, you know, 21 years, I'm 27 today. I basically been raised um, here, um, you know, and uh, you know, growing up, I you know, have a little bit of kind of a. I don't know if it's generic startup story. I guess everybody's a little different, but you know, I used to do my different ventures um, coming from, you know, basically uh, Russia to. America couldn't speak the language or anything, but um, you know, I basically had a uh, uh, had a had a, a lot of different experiences, you know, in the in the community, and you know, learned awesome things. And I just love love this country. I guess that's a short way, short intro. So, did you did you mention in passing that today is your birthday? Today is not my birthday. Oh, I thought you said March that. 6th. Okay, all right. No, no, no. I thought 20, you said days. Okay. No, I'm 27 right now, but yeah, right. March you 6th, said 27 but... today. I thought is that his birthday. So yeah, <laughs> every day is my birthday. Every day is your birthday. That's right. In startup world, every day is your birthday. So, one thing I want to touch on before we uh, before we start with kind of current day, I, I did a little research on you, and and uh, there's a really interesting story about um, you. Uh, something to do with a remote controlled car and some yeah. Pokemon cards. <laughs> Would you like to expand yeah. on it? Maybe confession. So <laughs> yeah, confession. Sorry. You could say, you know, uh, say, you say know you're was... sorry to a few kids here on the, you know, on, I... just not on the playground. So go ahead. Three kids. <laughs> um, so basically we lived, so we were immigrants, right? We lived in an apartment complex and in the middle there was like this pool, um, you know? And so basically I was maybe about seven years old at the time, eight years old. I thought it was a great deal, but basically uh, Pokemon cards were all the rage and uh, basically um, I couldn't afford any you know um, later my parents ended up buying me some Pokemon cards but before that <laughs> I couldn't afford any so what I did was I had a remote control car I was thinking like how could I get these Pokemon cards right so I had a remote control card I was and all the kids always wanted to play with it and I was like I know I'll charge a, a Pokemon card <laughs> per playing time and so and this is you know your kids could do this today right like whatever toys the other kids in the neighborhood want to play with right charge them for it make them give you a toy for your toys so that's kind of what i did and uh basically you know the the neighborhood kids they would give me like a, you know they give me a pokemon card and and then i let them play i think i give them one circle around the swimming pool or something like that it was a horrendous deal did and it depend like, on the card i mean if it was a better uh, card you got two laps or something i wasn't that sa i wish i was that savvy oh. but uh, but I, I told them i was like don't give me the bad ones yeah but they would you know i would end up getting like folded cards uh, you know, one car was like ripped in half. Cause, like <laughs> parents would hate me for doing this to their kids. Uh, you know, I thought it was a fair deal. You know, it was like you know, 15 minutes of time. You know, there you go, and, a fair exchange. Uh, yeah, I capitalism thought, but, uh, is finest. <laughs> to make it, yes. So one kid did end up like messing up my car because he would like just like go really fast and he left to ram stuff with it. If that makes you kids feel better. I don't think any of them will ever ever even remember this. But uh, yeah, that's how I got my first like five or six cards and uh then after that you know my parents finally got me a deck they're like this guy really wants these pokemon cards <laughs> That's right. if, uh, if he's willing to work for it like this i mean if he's willing to come up with the concept of uber 
you know, as yeah. a six-year-old. I mean, what a, what a great deal. <laughs> what a I don't great. know if it was Uber, but yeah, you know, I noticed, yeah, you know, I think you just notice what the market demands, you know, what they want. So you just serve it to them. See, yeah. you're right. So that, it, it is in your DNA. I mean, th- this is not a learned behavior. This is, this is inherent in your DNA. I don't know, man. Uh, like, you know, I don't know if you know of like something called imposter syndrome, but yeah, when I first absolutely. started, I still have that. To, I still don't consider myself an entrepreneur. Um, you know, we haven't hit seven figures yet in my company, which my goal was this year um, with with our run rate and everything. Yep. Um, you know, but uh, basically, like, I don't know if it's DNA or if it's just you know putting the work in. To me, it's really like I just I'm just chasing my dreams. You know, and like my company, like I don't have to be here at this office right now. I could be wherever I want, and this company is just one vehicle to get to. Get my, you know, right. to get my Pokemon cards. There you go. Yeah, yeah it's just new Pokemon cards today. It's a, it's exactly. a little different pursuit. Exactly. You know. Well, so, yeah, yeah. I was I was out speedboating with uh, uh, an entre- I'll call him an entrepreneur. He, you know, he had, like rents out five houses. He's one of, a client of mine right now. And uh, basically, his wife was saying like, "Yeah, you're born with it." And I think it's really it's um, you know it's like the the way I like to think about it is. Um, it's like playing in the NBA, right? Like everybody can play basketball. Some people are a little bit more naturally inclined. Some people uh, yeah. are seven foot tall. They don't even have to try, right? Other people, they're like Spud Webb. You know, they're five foot four, but yeah. he still made it. So that's kind of how I think about it. And, you know, you can be seven feet tall and still not be a, be an NBA player. Exactly. There's, there's so seven... much wasted potential. Yeah. yeah. So tell us a little bit about uh, what you're doing today. Yeah. So, um, you know, just to speed, I guess, through that journey and to get to today, um, so basically, and, and the journey will tell you like why I'm doing what I'm doing mm-hmm. today. So the, my next company after that, we did apps when I was 19. Um, you know, we did, we did, then we did garage sales. Me and my cousin, we'd put things in the garage sales. He created a, a garage sale, a scanning, scanning app where you'd scan a book and then it would tell you if you should sell it or not and, wow. you know, buy it at that garage sale. Yeah. He's really smart in middle school. He created a middle school's website. Then after that, um, we did apps on the Android app store, Bruce Lee quotes, Got 300,000 downloads um, uh, in in the span of about a year and a half. Um, The way we did that was I saw Bruce Lee quotes in 2008. Bruce Lee quotes weren't on the Android App Store, and I'm a huge Bruce Lee fan. Uh Or I was at the time. And so we got all his quotes, and we put it on an app. Got 1,000 downloads in two weeks. Then just, you know, he's like, what do we do? I was like, let's just do 30 more of these. That's how we got all those downloads. Made a couple thousand a month, but not enough to live off of it. Uh Uh-huh. And, um, you know, when my cousin was about 17, I was about 18, 19, we were like, you know, maybe we should could just own a company together. And that's kind of the dream since then. So then after that, we did a CRM or customer relationship management system uh-huh. software for real estate brokerages. Took that to 13 brokerages in three states. Um, and that was my first B2B. I was like, you know, B2Cs are hard to monetize because customers will pay you less. Let's do a business to business company. And because I had 300,000 downloads. I thought I was going to make it so easily because downloads are so easy. Everything's so easy in life. <laughs> and uh, then, you know, I was humbled real quick when I realized I need to monetize these users. So B2B is easier to monetize for me, at least, uh-huh. uh, you know. And then um, I realized along that journey of getting those people for my CRM company that I need to figure out marketing and sales much better, which is why um, one of my friends, he had, you know, a, a marketing problem. And, you know, I, I convinced them to help. To, to let me help him. And um, at first I was like, no, but then I was like, you know what, we, we have an opportunity here. So that was my first marketing client. And that's why I do what I do today, which is Logic Inbound. We're a search engine optimization company. Mm-hmm. That's all we focus on. We, and we build internal software. Um, so, you know, we are, you could say, a startup in terms of, um, you know, we're going to have a SaaS product in the next couple of years and either internally 
through our resellers or um, you know externally like a product like Moz, M-O-Z. Right. But uh, basically, that's why I do what I do today because I know it's how hard it is when you start a startup and, and sales. Uh, there's a Mark Cuban quote and he says sales cures all. So, so yeah. He said Every, everything is sales. Yeah, sales cures all. Like yeah. if you have any problems and you cause a big deal, no more problems. Yeah, there you go. So let me uh, let me drill down a little bit on the uh, kind of the SEO anyway. ideas. Is, is um, one thing that uh, from a from an untrained mind here, one thing that that uh, really kind of um, I guess is it just makes SEO seem difficult. Is it seems like it is a continually moving target. Definitely like is. Like the algorithms change. The I mean, how in the world do you keep up with you know all the different algorithm changes on Facebook and on Google and and all the other search you know that's a fantastic question that's a fantastic question because I was actually at a marketing um, conference and and one of the guys raised his hand he said how do you guys keep he was asking all the other marketing managers and they couldn't really answer this too well and my answer is not amazing either if you're spending a million dollars a month or whatever a hundred thousand or even a thousand dollars a month on Facebook and they change their ad algorithm you know and now all of a sudden you know your ads are displayed differently how do you keep track of that so we have, we're just in the community, right? We le- live and breathe the community. So we're on the different Facebook groups. We mm-hmm. read, um, you know, my people are really passionate about SEO. One of my uh, guys, my SEO managers, um, you know, one of my clients didn't want to like make an improvement on his website. And he was like, Vlad, I'm disgusted with this. Let me write a page. He literally is going to write a full page, like an essay on why the client should make this change. Mm. So they're really passionate about search engine optimization, right? And so... Yeah, for the user out there, or for the user, for the for the listener, I would say the same thing, right? You should want to actually um, be engaged in these different communities because they're always talking about either what's hot right now or like hacks in the industry, um, you know. So, for example, I'm not actually a super technical guy. That's my cousin, but also we hired on um, another guy right now uh, named Evan Fishkin, whose uh, Moz is like one of the biggest software SEO companies out there, uh-huh. if not the biggest. Right. And um, he's our VP of operations. He he lives and breathes it. He loves SEO. He's been doing it since he was like a kid. Um, uh, our other guy, Clay, he's been in the industry for 10 years. So that's how we stay on top of it, by constantly being in it and trying to innovate the space ourselves. Now, he actually created Moz, right? Evan is, is the brother of the creator. Okay. Rand, Rand oh, that's, that's where I, I was putting the name together. I thought, that mm-hmm. name sounds awfully familiar. Yeah, so, if yeah. I could get Rand as a VP of operations, that'd be, they're like a $40 million company. <laughs> oh, they, well, I was pretty <laughs> impressed that you had the brother. So <laughs> The brother, yeah, no, it was, it was huge. Evan is, is fantastic. He's, he's that One thing I've learned uh, about getting somebody like him on board and other, I call them rock stars, mm-hmm. um, you know, they'll, they, for me, my old thinking was like, get the cheapest guy possible, you know, and then, and then talk them down from there. But now it's, even if you pay somebody 40% more, right, they'll produce triple the results. Yeah. yeah. You know, they'll produce 300%. Yeah. yeah. So anyways. So you transition into into the more of that growth mindset, and and you know you've even even combated that uh, imposter syndrome. Didn't you beat him down? Yeah, yeah. I'm still uh, still not an entrepreneur. When we hit seven figures, I can say I'm an entrepreneur, okay. and I'll maybe know it all. But hey, I'm you know I'm student. You know? Absolutely, and constantly yeah. learning. I mean, I, I mean, I hit I hit seven figures on my podcast here. It's just the the decimal points in a different place. And the numbers are changed around. So. Interesting. <laughs> and that's that's also very true as well. You know, sometimes people ask me like, how how many employees do you have, right? Because we have a team, and I don't, I don't have. I think I have like seven local guys, right? But I have a team of twenty five total, right? With yeah. Contractors that that work for us full time, etc. 
But that doesn't mean anything either, right? Like you could be making seven figures and I could be making a half a million, right? We did a little bit over half a million last year. And, uh, but the profit margins could be, I could have 70% profit margins, just yep. could be 20%, yep. you know? Um, anyways, but still, I want to I hit seven, then you can call me after. So. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me, once you've, uh, once you kind of shifted into kind of the SEO of, uh, space, what, what would you say would be like one or two of your biggest obstacles? Uh, they don't have to be related to SEO, but just talk, you know, running a business. What, what would you say are the, the two biggest pain points that, that you, you know, face on a regular basis, especially as you hit this growth, growth phase? For sure, 100%, right? So um, my goal every year is to double, by the way. I think every company's goal should at minimum be to double. Startups, especially if you're in a startup world, mm -hmm. startups out there do 10,000% in a year. Mm -hmm. And then they go back to their investors and their investors say, is that all? You know, so like, so I think a minimum, every business owner out there, a minimum, right? That's why I'm really frustrated with myself this year. Actually, we only did about 30% growth. Is, yeah, but anyways, I digress. So basically, my two biggest pain points. Number one is actually, right, on my journey, like I said, getting those clients to pay, figure out the sales and marketing pieces, mm -hmm. right? Even for a marketing agency, the reason I love running a marketing agency is if you suck as a marketing agency, you're not going to make any money, yep. right? Um, yep. You know, I, talk, I was talking to a friend a week ago. And I was gritting my teeth for one second. I caught myself doing this, you know, from time to time I do. And I was like, he was crushing it. And he was in this game for, you know, this is going to be our third year. He was in this, he was, you know, he's like been in a year and a half, you know, and he's, he's like on track to do a million and everything. And then I was like, you know, I deserve this, uh, this loss because <laughs> I deserve it, right? Because I need to figure out the sales and the marketing elements in place to get the money in, you know, just like every other business. And once you do, that's like a super high level, right? Yep. And then after you get, I mean, after you have the money, right? Like we, my first two hires were horrendous hires, right? They weren't horrendous. Don't get me wrong. I love those guys and everything, but they weren't great hires, right? right. Um, they didn't stick around. Um, but then you can afford to make those mistakes, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and then the second biggest mistake I think I, ma I made, and I wish I could go back in time to talk to my 20 year old self. I actually have this kid that I'm, I'm mentoring. I call him a kid, but he's 20 years old, he's seven years younger. But uh, basically is not, be, not doing the things you know you could be doing to get the advantage that you can get, like the knowledge advantage. And Mark Cuban has a great book called uh, How to Win the Sport of Business, right? Mm -hmm. He talks about how, you know, a lot of people out there, they're not doing everything they know they should be doing. Like if you're in an industry right now, you should be reading what's like, you should know the top 10 books in your industry, the top 10 leaders in your industry, right? Right. You should be doing meetups. You should be, you know, creating content about the industry, right? talking to other other network experts of where is it going, right? These are all things that we should have been doing. I should have been reading at least two books a week because the average, as they say, the average Fortune 500 CEO reads 500 book, or 100 books a year, mm -hmm. right? That's two books a week. Right. Uh, not two, well, yeah, we're starting with one, but I want to get to two, mm -hmm. you know, two, two books a week. And then um, the other thing is, um, you know, getting mentors in the industry, right? Channel partners, all, all, you know, all those things are, are fantastic, right? Or that are fantastic for our company that we just haven't been doing. You just know, figuring out who the thought leaders are in your particular space and and making there is sure that you follow those. I mean, there's so many things that comp that business owners know they should be attempting to do. You know, prioritizing their day, right? Mm -hmm. Thinking to themselves, what's the one thing I should definitely get done today, right? That I haven't been. That that's the second biggest mistake is not doing the obvious that I know I should be doing. Yep. You know. Well, that, that kind of relates back to what you just said was, you know, how do, how do you get to the point that you, you know, that you're doing everything you know you should be doing? I mean, I mm -hmm. like the way you phrase that. I, I yeah. Mean, that, 
because it's 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 so often we say, well, I, I didn't really know to do that. Well, there's a lot of things you know to do that you're not doing. Hundred you know? percent. So that that's a that's a really good point. So, what else? Uh, what would you say would be like your highest point that you've experienced since you've since you've launched your your business? Logic oh, uh, easily. Easy as uh, me walking into the room. Um, easy. The lowest point was when I was. Um, well, that was not lowest, but it was a big loss. I, with my last company, um, it was basically um, going in, um, and there was like a half, like a three hundred thousand twenty or twenty two, but. There's a $300,000 a year deal that I completely like blew. I blew that deal, um, you know, was sweating, um, you know, stuttering, all of the above, right? But then last year um, was, you know, or in the last year, I closed a six-figure dollar deal. Um, and, I, and I went in the room. I was the last guy in the room, which I, that, that was, that's not the best thing to do. But I came in the room. They were all wearing suits. I was in a hoodie, and I closed that deal. And I was like, let's get this done with my Zuckerberg hoodie on. That was there my you go highlight moment, you know, and it was awesome, um, you know, closing that six figure deal. And then other than that, um, really the, the true highlights is just being able to mentor other people and other, other people like, you know, um, actually, you know, succeeding and, and helping, helping them succeed. You know, I mean, people, I feel like, um, I start actually started a meetup called co-founders connect to help other co-founders. Um, we have about, uh, we're going to hit 4,000 members in about, uh, wow. a month on, uh, yeah, on our uh, uh, meetup.com group. And then we have over a thousand on Facebook and it's really helping them and, and helping the community. But, but I like, I was talking to this, like this kid and he was like, Vlad, how does it feel to be successful? And I was like, hold on a minute, you know, <laughs> I'm definitely not successful. And, and, but that made me think, you know, um, you know, I think, uh, uh, no one ever is really successful. Like it's the moment, like if I could, I guess my biggest takeaway that I'm going to like in every single podcast, anytime I ever speak is really telling people, like look you can only control one thing and that's this moment right mm. um so like one of that's my good. guys he was telling me he's like vlad i'm depressed you know he's like one of my smartest guys and the best and i was like and i was thinking about that because that sucks to hear and to me you know like happiness is making the most out of this moment and that's mm. really all you can control right like enjoying the moment that's happiness that's productivity that's everything so any everybody out there i would just say you know just focus on making the most out of this moment and then it'll, you know, your life will start getting better and better. Well, that is a great transition into our kind of our next phase where we want to drill down just a little bit deeper and get inside, uh, get inside your head here just a bit. So, so For tell sure. me, and I, this could be a number of people, but if you had, had to choose one person that is online that inspires you the most, and I know you've mentioned Mark Cuban a couple of times, yeah, but who, who would that be and why? Um, yeah, online, too many to name, of course. Um, you know, I mean, I could just go on and on. So Tim Ferriss was great. I read his four-hour workweek book. Gary Vaynerchuk, um, you know, I, I would, or in the early days of Gary Vaynerchuk, I would Snapchat back and forth with him. He would actually reply to my tweets wow. before he got huge, so huge now yeah. that, you know, um, you know, he followed me on Twitter. I was like, yeah, you know, not that really did too much for me. But uh, <laughs> uh, it was awesome, though. Um, you know, um, James Altucher, if mm -hmm. you guys haven't, heard of Altucher, you should definitely check out. He's really smart with the way he positions things. Great serial entrepreneur. Um, I mean, those are all great people. Everyone should know of, um, you know, when it comes to at least tech companies online. Right. Um, you know, um, I mean, there's 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 a million. Um, ben, uh, you know, Andreessen Horowitz is, is a fantastic company. And, um, you know, uh, Horowitz writes like the, the some of the best essays. I love his little hip hop intros and he writes the best startup essays, um, you know. Elon Musk, I was actually watching an Elon Musk interview today. He's a two-hour interview on the Joe Rogan show. Um, 
you know, so he's he's prominently online as well. So I heard that was an that interesting interview. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like it because it's not the typical reporter interview. Yep. You know. Yeah. Like so, yeah. But but yeah, those are a couple figures everyone should I think check out. If I had to pick one out of all of those, by the way, I'd pick James Altucher. You know, you mentioned in, in another podcast that I, or another, I guess, a, an interview that you were talking about him and you were talking about his his idea to come up with 10 ideas a day. That thing that thing made a huge difference for me. And yeah. in fact, that's another thing I know I should do, but I haven't been doing enough. Right. So it's, it's really building, you know, like I said, focusing on, on the moment and like building up those habits. So um, Altucher, he basically right uh, says write down 10 ideas a day on whatever you want to do. Like if it's if you want to be a musician, write like, you know, think about like 10 ways you can write a better song, 10 ways to make more money or whatever. And you're constantly coming up with ideas and it's a numbers game. And then when you come up with that right one, then boom, you know, you're it'll you could change the whole game for you. And that's actually what I did was I wrote 10 ideas on how the, my friend could market his company better. And I pitched it to him. This is actually my first marketing client. I, pit, I pitched it to this guy, right? He was the one that, that uh, convinced me to kind of slow down on, on my other company. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know what, Vlad? That's interesting. He didn't really say too much. And then like two weeks later, like I swear, like he hits me up. He's like, Vlad, I have these great business ideas. And he pitches me all my ideas. <laughs> I pitched him. And I was like, oh, great. What's, what's the, you know, what's, what's, the, what's the deal? And he was like, you know what? He was like, Vlad, I don't know why, but I feel like you might be the right guy to, to implement these. And I'm like, I'm like, I like the way you think. So, so yeah. So that ten idea thing will can change your whole life. And I and I, I need to be doing that more. Altucher is just a pure genius. I, I feel like in terms of his kind of philosophical um, views on the world. You know, he one of his views is if you just focus on getting one percent better, right? Over you know like every single day, yeah. just one percent. Then over the course of a year, it'll be something like you know it'll compound. It's the compound right. effect. Yeah, exactly. And it, exactly. It'll get like infinitely better. Anyways. Yeah, and there's a book that that talks about that called the compound effect, right? That was it Hardy Darren Hardy wrote that, or um, interesting. It is a, that that is exactly that, and it's uh, this is incremental, small incremental changes, you know, leading to exponential growth over time. So it was fantastic. It's, uh, it's good that you mentioned that, but yeah, we we try to do our research on here. I mean, I I don't know what you had for it. breakfast, but uh, you know, we do try to make sure that we understand. We know our guests I'm, by the time I'm, they get I'm here. So. Very, that's fantastic. I'm very impressed. And yeah, and, and the book where I got that from is actually called The Snowball Effect by uh, with Warren Buffett. Um, mm. It's his biography, which was a great book. But um, yeah, that's awesome. So tell me, uh, drilling down a little deeper, is there a life quote that uh, that you would say? You know, this is something I can. It's kind of my mantra, kind of a, you know, just a motto that I, I try to yeah. live by. Or Definitely. I hate to, yeah, and I hate to sound like a broken record because in other interviews I always say the same thing also, but um, it's uh, uh, excellence is uh, is not an act, but um, but a way, uh, but a habit. Um, so basically, um, you know, by Aristotle, mm-hmm. um, you know, so so I I forget, I forget the whole I, I, for some reason I'm, I have a brain fart right now in terms of the, the the real quote, but basically it goes something like you know life is not an act but a series of events. Excellence is therefore you know not one event but a habit. And uh, basically what it talks about is um, you know how like everything you do is really kind of pre-programmed already. Like you get up every day at the same time, whatever. Like I li- recently I actually lost about forty three pounds. I, I I'm seven pounds away from making it fifty. And the way I did that was by building up these habits to exercise and these habits to eat. Mm-hmm. And I think really what makes successful people more successful than the average Joe is they just started building those habits earlier. 
you know, whether it was whether it was natural or whether it was from a mentor or whatever, right? Um, you know, or from just like giggles, like they just started building up these habits of reading, um, you know, of of talking to other business people and, and learning how to program or whatever they excel at. Mm-hmm. I think habits are huge. Um, another great great habit I, I would say um, that I really or a quote quote that I would say that I really like is if I have a le- a lever give me a, a rock and a lever long enough and I shall move the world and that's by Ar- Archimedes and it basically talks about how like you know if you build enough leverage um, you know it'll, it'll make the difference I mean there's so many I would say you know I guess if I had to you know do one quote I would say there's no like one secret like life is you know it's, it's more life's more complicated than like just like one one thing you know, but, uh, uh, but I, I, st- you know, like I, I love to study these different successful people. Um, and, and one thing, um, um, you know, uh, Steve Jobs likes to say is actually elegance is taking the complex and making it simple. Mm. And I think that's really what, what I guess your question tries to do, you know, um, um, here's a fantastic quote. Like if, uh, basically it's by Gary Keller. He said, and, and I actually have an alarm set on my phone so I've never shared this on any other podcast interview, but I have an alarm set on my phone that constantly goes off every day and it asks this question. And it's from his book, The One Thing. Um, Keller Williams is, is a hundred, like a $100 billion company and, right. and he started it. And it's, what's the one thing I can do right now that makes everything else easier or unnecessary? And um, basically, you know, when, it, when that alarm goes off, I always ask myself, like, what's the one thing I can do to make this current moment, like this current challenge, right? Because it says right now, like easier or unnecessary at all because I don't even have to do it, mm-hmm. and it, you know, and I get to whatever I want. I mean, the, all that kind of feeds into this—the whole idea of this one percent better, this this uh, you know doing small things that that lead up to big changes and hundred uh, percent. You know that that is that's good. I I mean, it's interesting to just to hear you know you you kind of expand on some different things. I mean. Um, it may be, it may sound a little bit like, okay, I picked a piece here, I picked a piece here, I picked a piece here, but it's not random. I mean, everything is kind of aiming in the same direction, and it's, I mean, you really have, uh, and I want to, I want to applaud you for this. I mean, it seems like you've really kind of worked out some things that, that really you kind of have a life strategy that things need sure. to fit within. They, here's the boundaries, and if it's got to fit within this, if it doesn't, it, it just kind of falls by the wayside. Is that yeah, what you I say? Mean- that's pretty accurate. I would say it's definitely accurate, you know, especially over my years where like, you know, like, like recently, like, um, you know, like I told you about the not growing 100% thing, you know, mm-hmm. and I, uh, I thought to myself and I was like, look, Vlad, like you're the best shape you've ever been in, right? Like I just, you know, got in a new relationship, um, you know, and like my, all my relatives right now are alive and that's fantastic, right? And I was like, I'm really blessed. Like I should have nothing to complain about besides the business. But um, when I ever get depressed, I always think to myself like these little quotes and I, and these little system helps get me yeah. out of these tough spots um you know like whether it's james Aldrich's 10 ideas you know um like if, if i can't think of like one thing by gary keller right i'll think of like 10 10 things to solve this problem and i'll use these little frameworks of thinking um to you know maneuver myself to position for me really what it's all about right like whatever my goal is it's positioning myself to get into a better you know to, to get the leverage to get there mm-hmm. you know so the reason I have, like, why do I have this digital marketing agency, right? Do I, I really love marketing, but I'm really positioning myself because I, at the end of the day, I actually want to own, like, multiple businesses, yep. right? My next business is going to be much easier to start because I'm, I'm going to have all the marketing analytics right. figured out. I mean, that, you know? that is, regardless of what your next step is, it's going to involve what you're doing right now. 
Yeah, um, you know, even co-founders connect, right? Um, which is, I, I do this for free monthly. We have at least a seven-figure entrepreneur or higher. We've had up to nine-figure entrepreneurs speak. And uh, basically, um, the, the uh, you know, that positions me because now I have a lot of access to angel investors, venture capitalists, mm -hmm. serial entrepreneurs that I, I literally at the drop of a dime I can call on my cell phone in the community that positions me to, to yep. succeed. Yeah. Um, so. It's all part of the plan. Yeah. It's you know, fun. yeah. For sure. And, and I think it's not uh, and it's not an end goal at all, right. you know, and it's not comparing myself to other people because that's the fastest way that Elon Musk interview today. One, you know, I only listened to about 30 minutes of it and before I had to get to the office to a meeting. But because uh, you see highlights of everybody's life and you see this, you know, amazing lighting on this guy's face and or this gal's face. And, you know, they look perfect and they're always so happy. And you just see this one still image and you think yep. that's how their whole life is. They don't have any struggles like, you know. Like my life, you know, like I had a ton of different problems, you know, mm -hmm. that I deal with that I just don't like my, my grandfather has Alzheimer's like I and I see him once a week, you know, and, and like there's all these different issues. But but I think, uh, uh, you know, kind of getting back to the point that life is a journey and it's really all about um, I really like the, uh, you know, kind of keeping steady, not being too high, not being too low, yep. especially in startup roller coaster land, because it is certainly a roller coaster. Uh, yeah, hundred percent. You know, I just told you like you know about the three hundred thousand dollar year last year that I lost, and this year six six figures in the hoodie. There you I go. don't know what next year I have. You know. So if you could go back and just kind of wrap up a little bit and just kind of tie a bow around this, and if you could go back and speak to your kind of eighteen year old pre startup self and, yes. and to give you one piece of advice, one con yes. concise one line that that would that would be a game changer. What would you tell yes, yourself? Yes. The one game changer I would say, right? So, um, so the CEO of, uh, uh, and before I give the advice, I'm going to give you the, give you guys the context, right? Sure. So the C, I, I, I only talked to one billionaire in my life and, and my, one of my goals is actually connect two billionaires eventually, hopefully I will, but he was the CEO of Costco and he told me in the founder, he told me focus on health, wealth, and relationships. Mm. Uh, you know, he said, just focus on those. The rest will take care. Everything else will take care of itself. So I would tell my 18 year old self, like, look, in your life, just focus on reaching out to the people you want to be like and admire, right? Or the people who you want to be your friends. And I'm very, very kind of particular with who I surround myself with today mm -hmm. because the conversations, the small little things, they really make a huge difference. They do. So the one piece, the one piece of advice I would, I would give myself, uh, my, myself is, look, you know, just focus on the moment and and connecting to the right people that that will make the difference because they'll because if you have the right relationships they'll take care of the health and they'll take care of the wealth for you literally all i do in my company all day is i just connect people together to solve problems it reminds me of a kind of a quote by jim Rohn that talks about you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with so yeah. it sounds like to me that that's kind of a mindset that you have 100 percent, 100 percent agree with that mindset well, is there sure. anything that I haven't haven't touched on that you just want to kind of wrap up with, and then I want you to tell us where where you can we can find you online? So go ahead and wrap I us mean, up. I mean, you know, we've we can obviously, you know, with somebody like you, I, I can talk all day. Like this has been a fantastic Ditto, podcast. I appreciate that. Um, I really like that. Um, you know, so like we can touch on a million more things, you know, but it's really, I think, at the end of the day, um, you know, it's just all about making the best of the moment, and you know, just that's 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 really all I try to focus on. Um, you know, and I think everybody else, obviously simple, 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 but, but true is advice there. Um, and yeah, if anybody wants to reach out to me, it's Vlad at logic .com. Obviously they can reach out, um, you know, and, and I'm always happy to answer any questions. I even actually do uh, community feedback 
um, you know, community service. Uh, so every Wednesday, 2.30 to 3 p.m., I try to, you know, answer any questions or, or help anybody else with anything um, in our local community or whoever wants to, to jump on like a Zoom call. Well, man, I appreciate you. Know, I, I just appreciate the fact that you are, you know, giving back in so many different areas and trying to I mean, lead the community. And I've been I've been given so much myself that I just have to give back. You know, because I just I'm just so blessed with all the awesome people that I know in, in the Seattle tech community and, and you know other places as well. It's global. Well, Vlad, mm-hmm. what a what a great way to wrap up our our conversation today, and it it really speaks into kind of the mantra that we have here at Rising Tide. It's that. You know, as as you are giving back to the community, we just you're doing your part and just playing your part to help all boats rise in a rising tide. Vlad, thanks Thank again you. for joining us. Thank you. Such a pleasure. Thanks so much. Thank you.